When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the sound of the clink. The eight seed lock em up clink. Just drinking I'm, our troubles away. I, I don't even, I, that's four in a row that we've lost, I believe. Four in a row. I'm your host, Chris. Starting with the, oh, go ahead. I'm your host, sense. Chris Kowild. By the way, I'm coming back this season. Just convinced? Ultimate load management, I'm convinced. With me, as always, is, can I just call you Burbank Hank? Because I feel like Zubots hasn't performed since you switched over. Do you think to that, that I'm name. the jinx? I mean, I, I truly. I'm the reason that he went three of five from the field today. <laughs> I truly don't believe in jinxes, but Hartenstein was the answer tonight in a loss. Wait, so at do you, Denver, you feel like Zubats with six points and five rebounds was not enough? I just assume Hartenstein had more. He certainly had more minutes. Oh yeah, he was five of seven for the field. He for sure had more. I, I like. He didn't have more rebounds. He only had two rebounds, but he had 14 points. Hartenstein had some nice moves tonight. I, I like our one-two punch of Zubats. Hartenstein as our bigs I like the fact that we went with those guys and said goodbye to Serge Ibaka because Serge just didn't quite frankly fit it just didn't work he just he just wasn't there he wasn't 100 percent yeah I wish him all the best in Milwaukee I think it was Chuck Mockler who said and just like that Serge Ibaka became the best dressed man in the history of Wisconsin (laughs) which is absolutely accurate yeah but did you see Boogie Cousins tonight and think ah Boogie well, I, I believe I, I was a you know I was a big know, proponent of Boogie him. Cousins. Yeah, yeah. loved him. And you and you even while we were watching the game, he said like he was great as a third string center. He's exactly option. what you want. Every three or four games, he would have the best seven minutes of his career. Sure, He'd maybe have not like, of his career, but I hear what you're saying. But of his career, I don't stop. <laughs> I, but I think I want to. Say, I know Boogie was on Milwaukee briefly. I know now Boogie. Apparently, I just saw him on Denver. I think that's. I think he's been on three teams this, this season. season. Yeah, I I can't name the third team off the top of my head. He's been on a lot of teams in but the last several I, seasons. Look, I like him. Tonight, well, but tonight was a bummer. Tonight was a bummer. We the closest we got, I think, late was three, maybe two. We were within two. Were we within? We two? had a great time oh, here at the Tiki Hut Theater, the Wild Tiki Theater. We sat out here in beautiful Redondo Beach, California. Sure. Yep. We watched the game up on your giant projector screen mm, with Drank my son. Drank some beers with your son. Who, who I love. Sure, and my dog, Ruby, who loves you. Great dog. Who do you think likes you more, my dog or my son? Oh, your dog. Easily, right? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Dog's got nothing but love to give, and I got nothing but love to give to these locked-in eighth-seed Clippers. It ain't, so, it, ain't, it ain't wavering, folks. No, no. And, and, listen, and Paul George is definitely coming back. You have to and know. And I'm crazy for thinking Kawhi's coming back, but I think ultimate load management. The reason why I think I'm feeling a little bit sedate about the whole thing is— We have to be quiet because we, we're outside in the backyard. We can, get, we, can, we can get to the point later, the fact that some really catastrophic things have to happen for us to fall out of the eighth seed. Yes. Really terrible things. Literally. But truthfully— we are a team with very little to lose, and Denver was a team that 
really needs to hold on to their position. Oh, absolutely. They really sincerely needed uh, to keep getting wins. They're up against it, and they played that way. And we well, played, just yesterday and, and, they were the they were the seven seed. Yeah. And then at the end of the day yesterday, they were the six seed. And had they lost tonight to the Clippers, they would have been back in the play-in. So it, they're they're jockeying for positions. We're we're literally like I said on the last episode, Phoenix is one. We're eight. Every other position is up for grabs. Yeah. Every single yeah. one. We're the lock. And so is Phoenix. You're correct about that. But, I mean, they shot 50% from three. Well, we shot probably 30 well, we sh- tops. 31.3%. 31. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it was the frustrating part of the game is that we would have these great runs mm. where we'd get within two or yeah. five right. or what have you. And then you would blink your eyes. And we'd be down 14. Right. Or 12. Or 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know what the final score was, but we were within two with two minutes and change left. Maybe three, and we certainly lost by, five. And we lost by twelve, and then we lost by double digits, and that was the whole game. And it was just, and a lot of it was our shooting, but also it was ball movement. There was a lot of Terrence Mann ISO drive the lane and then kick it out. That last that one no, of the I last know, possessions late. where he kicked out to Reggie with one the reason, second. The reason, and it was a deep, deep beyond the three point. Yeah, yeah, like just hail mary pass now the reason he's driving the lane is because so often terrence Mann finds a way to get that ball in the hole specifically tonight i mean let's let's not get it twisted he was seven of ten from the field and love 10 it. of 12 from the free throw line love it so he had a great line he really had a great line great seven game. of 10 from the points. field i'm sorry and 10 of 12 from the free throw line he yeah. went to the free throw he went to the charity stripe 12 times he's terrence man yeah he's our leading scorer with 24 points i love the it night. i love terrence 24 on the night he was great tonight Terrence Mann is my favorite non-star Clipper. If I had to choose, yeah. I love that man. I yeah. love that man. He's my lucky number His, fourteen. He had twenty-four points. And what's really crazy is that the other four Clippers that went into double digits mm. all had fourteen points. Whoa! What are we talking about? Every one of them. That's your favorite number. Wasn't I that? love it. Yeah, wasn't Sean that your Levinson. jersey number when you were a kid growing up? Fourteen. That was my. It was the number when I was in the choir that. Oh, you were in the choir? You were in a choir? I was in a choir that won a Grammy and an Academy Award for well, singing. Hey man, you just gotta, Thank it you. It is what it is. You got to let the river flow. No, let the river run is the name <laughs> of the song. Whatever it is. What? Yes. <laughs> anyway, so 14 has always been important to me. Sean Livingston was 14. Terrence Mann is 14. Terrence Mann reminds me of a better Sean Livingston, dare I say. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. You used to say Sean Livingston to you looked like a lady of affluence of the 18th century, and I'm here. <laughs> to the high t- forehead that made me feel. That I'm way. here to tell you, Aaron Gordon looks like a lady on spring break oh, Kieran, in the 20th your century. Your son hates Aaron Gordon. I also hate disgusted Aaron Gordon. Disgusted by him. He's disgusted by him. He told you something interesting that I want to expand upon. He's a fifth grader, and I believe he told Aaron you Aaron Gordon is a fifth grader. Well, he. he he has a haircut of a fifth grader on spring break. <laughs> I can't go. But my son told you City, Florida. that the fifth grade doesn't like the Lakers. Didn't he say, excuse yeah, me, the L word. Yeah, he told he said you that. that. He said all his friends are bagging on the Lakers. Because mm-hmm. I said to him, hey, man, you're catching a lot of grief for being a Clipper fan. Being a Clipper fan. fan, sure. Which a lot of old school people say all the time. Ricky Chu tweeted something out. And by the way, a lot of, well, a lot of people, I love the P.S. Ricky shout Chu. out Ricky Chu. The great Ricky Chu, so active on Twitter. Yeah. One would argue too active. Anyway. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't. He's never thought something he hasn't tweeted. I should. I should have. I disagree. I love Ricky Chu. I do too. I'm not. I'm I not should have known. Shade. I should have known in the moment that I thought, did I get Chris Wilde that Clippers spatula immediately? No, Ricky, Ricky Chu, Chu tweeted. I gave him one. He sure did. He sure He's did. Great. I love him. R- Ricky has the most tweets. Great dad. Per great Clipper fan. Hour, I think of anyone. Small business that I've owner. Ever met. He said something really astute and shocking. On Twitter, which I'm, this is going to go back to my point of the fifth graders that hate the L word. But he and his father or something own a business. They met with a bank. A bank came in, met with them, trying to probably give them, who knows, get their business, basically, try to get their business. And this banker said to him, my condolences on being a Clipper fan. And Ricky Chu, four years later, still tweeting about it, saying, I will never bank with that banker who said that. Which reminded me of the story where I went to Lime Studios in Santa Monica. And oh, I had yeah. a very long-running voiceover gig that I still do, P.S., that I used to do at Lime Studios until the in-house short-order cook that they had making breakfasts for all the people that worked there and the clients and the talent. Yeah. Literally one day followed me into the men's room to talk smack about the Clippers and about how... S- superior the L word was and I literally called my employer and said I don't want to go back to that studio ever again I believe you actually said to him hey man back off I, I was in the men's take room. it easy I'm trying to use the potty yes I'm trying and to I believe use you said potty. Aulani right now <laughs> so I literally and I literally called my employer and I said I don't want to go back to that studio and they said whatever you want Chris and I haven't been back since why would you and I think it's this old-school mentality and I see it in all of the media, and this is going to bring me up to another talking point. The Clippers never get any sort of national love. And then locally, for these old-timers especially, people just think, oh, I'm going to look at a Clipper fan and just dog them. I to talk to them. And dog them. to talk to them. And, and, and just dog them and say that their franchise is poverty and, the th- oh, that thing you like, it's stupid. How dare you think that we're going to want your business, that we're ever going to pay you. Well, what I find really fascinating, to go back to where this started, which was your son talking about his fifth graders, his his fellow students, was that you've said many times to me, and I've poo-pooed it, Mm. um, that like, as I'm like, well, you know, the Lakers, the more famous franchise, the more popular franchise. I was trying to poo-poo in the men's room. You've always said chef came in and followed me. You've always said to me, not for young people. Not for young people. Not for young people. And and it is it is um, look if we had won a ring in the bubble we would not be saying it was a Mickey Mouse ring We'd no be no that was a ring. it was pure basketball it was but, it was just basketball tr- no distractions but the truth is that the league kind of feels like no one wanted to be there we know that for a fact it's not necessarily indicative of who was the best team that season now everybody was playing on a level playing field everybody was dealing with the same stuff uh, sure I guess uh, but it was fascinating I was flabbergasted. When your son told me that his that everyone in his class is bagging on the Lakers and they're I, I couldn't believe it. Well, I couldn't they, believe it. They you know taken so much guff. I, I thought too when the bubble came, I said, "Well, this is the only game in town. It's going to get outrageously good ratings. We all are longing for sports. We're desperate." It got actually record low ratings. Last season's regular postseason in actual stadiums with Everybody's actual watching fans. The Tiger King or whatever. Yeah, people didn't care. Baseball's numbers were down. Uh, basketball's number were down. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the while that was happening, football wasn't happening. Football's always been good. But when football came back, 
their numbers were down. People weren't watching sports. People didn't really care about the bubble. And obviously L word fans do, but I just don't understand that mentality. And so no, I don't either. Today it, on Twitter, but it is a little bit of the it is a little bit of the keyboard warrior troll mentality for sure. And a lot it's of safe and a lot of professional thumbs a lot of professional media. athletes are quick to say. I think it was Mike Tyson. It was like you know the internet has given a lot of people a lot of bravery, and they don't to the point where they don't realize they can't just say whatever they want without getting knocked the f out. Right. Uh, so I. The, unfortunately, we're never really going to get to tell people to shut up until we win a ring. No. But, but your son feels very strongly we will next year. Oh, absolutely. We have these three guys back and healthy. But well, it sounds I, I don't think like, it's next year. It sounds like we're going to sounds year. like we're going to have Paul George. 100% having Paul George with no margin of error at this and point. And I like that. I, yeah. I don't like us. Everyone thought we were going to get an announcement tonight, and we didn't. Everyone thought we were getting an announcement. I didn't understand about why Paul people George. thought they, that was going to happen. Because of all of the social media posts of Paul George working out, I, I just—it's not. Ha- we're not, we're not. We should learn one thing about the Clippers. It's they just don't. going to happen. There won't be an announcement. It's just going to happen. Do you think that he'll just in, be in the lineup? Yes, I think. I think Clippers oh PR my gosh, will could tweet you imagine? out. That Paul George is questionable or won't be in the injury, and everyone will go. That's how we found out. Is they just told us? Oh, that's they told incredible. everyone in the media at the same time he's available. That's incredible. And I think it happens in the next two weeks. And I also think Kawhi Leonard ultimate load management. This is exactly what he's always. You were wanted. telling me this before the ultimate load management. This is I'm tell, now. Tell, let's talk about that. I'm fascinated by the theory. Regular season is for jerks. <laughs> so. Load management. He has had no. He taught us all about he load has management. Had no wrap, no brace. No. Not even wearing a. a He's playing three on three. Not even five a tight. Five. Not a biker short. Uh-uh. Not a biker pant. Nah, we're we, not a no sleeve. We see his knee. We see we've no seen tape, his knee. No wrap. Multiple times, exposed knee. Just a. He's got nice legs. I now that I've started thinking about it, I can't stop thinking. But about his nice it. legs, wear shorts a lot. So I he think likes to be comfortable. It's he, warm in Southern he California. He taught us about load management. It's warm here, by the way. If you're not here, you're in other places. Poor Saps. Pleasant and nice. I know it's very nice here. He taught us about load management. What was load management? Load management was you don't play night two of a back to back. Well, as a Clipper, you have to play more back to backs than any other team, basically. So many. So when he was on a, the Toronto Raptors, who were maybe a little bit the Clippers of Canada. And, and by the way, he went and took a franchise who'd never won a ring before and won a ring with them. Granted, he did it in one year, God bless him. But he taught us about load management. He came to the Clippers. He taught us about load management. Well, it's load management. You miss night two of a back-to-back. Ultimate load management. Just miss the whole you season. miss 82 regular season games. Or let's say 80. I don't think he comes back for a single regular didn't season Lu We say, know Ty Lue didn't said, Ty Lue say if the medical staff says they're ready – and they don't play a single stitch of regular season games, and they they're play. available for postseason, they play. they play. He's also said, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the guys who are active. Let's talk about the game that happened tonight. Now, it's easier to talk about the guys that played after a W, Yeah. and we haven't had a W in a long time. No, we haven't. Not since we beat Detroit. Detroit. Uh, but, Detroit. And, and tonight, we just – shots were just not falling. Mm. They really just were not falling. Our fall. defense wasn't there. Our defense wasn't there. It wasn't one of those horrible games where 
we find ourselves with 30 and change at halftime. We actually had a respectable, no, kept not a respectable, getting, but an average 50 getting close, and But change. then we weren't moving the ball and we weren't making shots. No, we just I, didn't, I understand yeah, we didn't saying the them. defense, and they did get 120-something points. I'll tell you something. Mook but didn't, I didn't play late, and Mook has always been big in those late game but, moments. But, but on the eye test, I didn't actually feel like the defense was the problem, and that's insane considering the fact that they got 127 no, no. points. The so defense was 100 percent the problem. Obviously, it was the problem. <laughs> but to me, the eye test was that our shots just were not falling. Uh, my we pro- weren't moving the ball. It was a lot of ISO. And, and my problem is without Mook Morris in that final minutes of the fourth quarter, you know that he loves to shoot a contested three to tie yeah. it. Like oh, and and by he the wasn't way, there he wasn't. And by the, the way, he wasn't I, there. I, I, I would love to see the stats on how many of the threes that they made tonight were uncontested. Oh, my God, wide open. So many wide yeah, yeah. open threes. Maybe that's because we're double-teaming Joker or something. But who knows? Maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. doesn't matter. Because, again, it would take some, it would take some catastrophic run by us followed by some miracle run by – Oh, no, literally there's seven games left. The Pelicans for us to not be eight. They're, 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 so we're eight. There's seven games left. Yeah, set my mind at ease. Hypothetically. Assuage my fears. Say we lose all seven of those games. Chris, we lost all seven of those games. We will still be the eighth seed unless New Orleans, who, by the way, stinks, somehow wins out their season. And they have more games to play than us, is my guess, because everybody has more games to play than us. Because you know Clipper basketball, we play the most games no, that's true. in they the have, NBA. They have 10 games there to play. There you go. And we have seven. We have seven. So say we lose out, which we won't do. But say we lose out. We go 0-7 in the final run. We will still be the eight seed. Now, this is a lot different. But they'd have to win every game. Now, here's Literally. The, and the they're not going to do that. The only problem there is that they're playing Chicago, who's on a skid. Stop. San Antonio, who's not rated. Stop. The Lakers Stop. twice, Portland twice. Yes. But Memphis and Golden State to finish their season. And also San Antonio, by the way, and Portland are both vying for New Orleans position. I still think San Antonio could creep in and take either New Orleans or Elward slot. No, none of those teams are locked like we're locked in eight. And then also, if you look at our schedule, yes, we've got some tough opponents. That at Chicago, you're telling me at Chicago is not a big deal because they kind of stink recently. We got that at Bulls, at Bucks, back to back. Fair. And you're telling me we're not going to New lose Orleans, both of who those. we have troubles with, but we close with with uh, Sacramento and OKC. Well, there you go. There you go. Sacramento and OKC. The the bottom falling out <laughs> is literally in our own hands <laughs> yeah. because we can beat New Orleans and yeah. salvage that. And then certainly, well, we can beat New Orleans, but we have have we this year beat them? I don't believe we have. I don't believe we have. And so we're not going to get swept by the Pels. It's just not happening. Although we might find ourselves in a situation where Ty Lue rests guys, or we might find ourselves in a situation where Ty Lue's like, Paul George, you got to get back up to shape. Now, look, he's going to probably, I'm guessing, be on a minutes restriction when he comes back. Oh, you think? But we're going to see him back, and he will not be on a minutes restriction in that play-in game. He will not be on a minutes restriction. No one will be on a minutes anything because that's play for your well, life. Well, hold on a second. Play for your life, Hank. You don't. You put guys on minute restrictions because if you get them in there and play them for 35 minutes, they could re-injure themselves. So, yes, he might be on a minutes restriction. Not during the play-in. You're bananas. You don't know what you're talking about. I disagree. I've been, talking, be I've of, been talking about the Clippers longer what, than anybody. What would be the Literally. Po- what would be the point of winning the game if then he couldn't play the next game? But Okay, so, look. Ty Lue 
Oh, I would, guess if we're eighth, we only have to win one. We only have to win one. And then you sit the next game or you play like five minutes. Yeah, and, and also like – He's not going to come off of this injury and play 35 minutes and, and then the and next then you, game And then you could put minutes. him on a minute restriction during the seven-game series that you are fortunate enough to be in where you well, don't have to. be able to because Kawhi Leonard would be playing. I'm t- I, when you just have one game you have to win this and that's del- it. This Glenn Livett. Is delicious, Tonight's episode way. brought to you by Glenn Lee. We forgot to mention we, cl- we clinked at the top of this show and we didn't even talk about what we're drinking. This delicious 12-year oak barrel aged Glenn Livid. It's delicious. We got a fly. Goddamn fly boys. <laughs> is that plane? Some sort of plane. Is it a biplane? No, no, no. It's hey, man, everybody can live their life the way they want. Jet. It's a private jet. That's not a private jet. That's a that's thing's loud as heck. A loud that's Cessna. a loud heck. That's a hobby. That's the problem with living by the beach, and that's like the only problem by living is about living by the beach. Too many private jets, These limousines, flyboys. The problem with the living by the beach: so many yachts, <laughs> too many yachts, <laughs> too many billionaire playboys. Oh, it's too much Mexican food by the beach and margaritas. And so I'm here to tell you, champagne and caviar. Back on the fact that it's old school mentality where you just take a massive crap on Clippers as a franchise and, yeah, yeah. and Clippers fans. Just like, oh, this is what we do. It is not 12 years ago when we had a garbage owner, when we were Sports Illustrated's worst franchise in sports. We have had a decade of winning basketball. We've had nine out of ten seasons in the postseason we are going back into that postseason, whether it be just the playing or not. No, we're gonna we're gonna win one of those. But regardless, we've had a decade of winning, nine out of ten years in the postseason. This is, and then and then they they try to justify it. Yeah, but you, you can't get out of the first round. And I would always argue, no, actually, that's not true. We can't get out of the second round. Is the problem? <laughs> that's fair. And I would say on this show many many times, I just want to get into the Western Conference Finals. That's all I want is the Final Four. Well, we finally got a taste of that. It was so sweet. This past season, not the one we're in currently, this past season, we were one of the two best teams in the Western Conference. We were one of the four best teams in the NBA. So we're not a crap team nope. with crap owner, with crap players, we're with crap our own fans. We've got to have our own stadium, which means yes. there's nothing for anyone to point to. And so when they're t- now when their fans come, to our stadium. That's right. In, in and they're seasons. the away fans. Yes. They can just go away as losers because that's what more often than not has happened in the last several seasons. Oh, yeah. Pointing we to the have covered owned banners. Them. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely. have owned them. Absolutely. So they can just leave as they enjoy our beautiful stadium so today, and go back to the hoppy, hockey crap box. Today, Ohm, who covers the Clippers for ESPN. Yeah, tell me about that. What happened on Twitter? He wrote By an article. By the way, Clippers Twitter. Take it easy. Oh, I disagree. Clippers Twitter. I disagree. Clippers Twitter is hot fire. I disagree. Yeah, and you know what you hot need. Fi- Clipper you know, Twitter. You know what I would never do? More fuel. Do you know what I would never do? More fuel and more matches. You know who I would never cross? Clippers Twitter. Clippers Twitter. Never in a million years. I'm on. I'm on their side. I haven't, by the way. I'm on their side. I am Clippers. Twitter. Oh yeah. I am part of Clippers. So tell Twitter me what crap. happened on Twitter today for Clipcast account. So Ohm, I don't know. I honestly, it's, I don't. I don't have his last name in front of me, but it's O H M. He covers the Clippers for ESPN. You watch a lot of ESPN, Hank. Uh, sure, I watch. You a watch bit. a lot of PTI. I do watch PTI every day. We're How to the often podcast. do they talk about the Clippers? Oh my gosh, 
that I have actually literally this season have them pose a question. What's bigger? The Clippers win over something, something or some other thing. And then they literally don't mention the Clippers in the in the answer. So never, never, really never. I watch first take. I used to watch first take. Oh, that's a hard watch. I don't watch it anymore. It's exhausting. I watch Skip and Shannon. My wife loves Skip and Shannon. Yeah. I watch it every morning. They're not ESPN, but they're the other guys. They never talk about the Clippers, literally ever. First take, rarely talked about the Clippers. Last season, people talked about the Clippers. Why? Because they had Kawhi Leonard, because they had Paul George. This season, they just don't talk about them. But this is back to my earlier statement of it's old school mentality, thinking we're a crap franchise with a crap fan base and crap team and crap players, blah, 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 blah. They don't talk about us. Ohm writes an article for ESPN. It's featured on ESPN's NBA homepage. Let's call it the Ohm page. Watch out. So Ohm writes this article about Ty Lu, about what a phenomenal job he's done coaching this season, which literally is not up for debate. Yeah, by, by the way, not only missing our two stars. That's right. But also in the top two of most games missed for players. That's right. Only just players in general. Only Orlando. Not just the stars. Only Orlando players has had more games missed by injured players right. than us. We have had our number De- one Denver's number star. three by a lot of games. Right. And they're sixth. We've had our Michael Jordan. We've had our LeBron James, our NBA Finals MVP, multiple NBA Finals MVP. Or Michael Jordan and our Scottie Pippen. But I'm just talking about our number one, not our number two. Our oh, number yeah. one yeah. has not been available all season for a single game. No. Our number two, our Scottie Pippen, who, by the way, was doing a phenomenal job as the number one. Amazing. Kept us in the top six while he was available. Yeah. Not available for two Something Scottie Pippen was not really able Not to good. Do. Not when, no, no disrespect to Scottie no, Pippen. No, I would like to disrespect Scottie Pippen. Oh, my god. He said to Phil, I don't want to go in. He wouldn't oh go gosh, in. Oh, my gosh, that's right. Paul George wanted to go in. Paul George led the team to a top six ranking. Then he got injured. Not available for two-thirds of the season. Ty Lue, somehow, through his great coaching, kept us in the top eight, locked us into eight. Yes, the argument against him is that we're under 500. We're two games under 500. We're right there. We've been 500 in that 500 bubble. We shouldn't We've also- be. We've also had we shouldn't games. be anywhere near We've it. We also had games where we were missing both Mook Morris yes. and Reggie. Yes, Mook missed like 20 games. Like we're missing the next two guys down the line. Absolutely. We ha- we're two games under 500 where we have had stretches of games with one of our five starters active. Four games where we've been down 20. Where we've had eight. Came back and won. Eight guys playing a game. All because of, of tonight, Ty Lue mixing tonight, up the Denver rotations. Denver had seven guys in double digits. Seven. That's the Chris Wild seven pack. Like, okay, we 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 are playing truly shorthanded. Absolutely, and he's done a phenomenal job. Amazing. It is not up for debate. So, Ohm puts this out there. No big deal, right? This guy who has a relatively big basketball following. I don't remember what his name is. It's like H. B. Paradigm. Puffin H- stuff. H. D. Paradigm. H. P. Puffin stuff. I can't remember. H.C. something. H&R Puffin stuff. Well, I, I I only knew about it because Jamal Christopher, who's a great follow, who I believe second, was... My favorite, second favorite Jamal C. Oh, Jamal Crawford. We've got to talk about that. We too. will. 
So Jamal Christopher tweets out, I believe he was in the know back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean last year. But anyway, Jamal Christopher tweets out, you know, HB Paradigm or whatever his name is. It's He just, I don't, I'm going to nutshell what he said, but like his beef is outrageous. And I'm like, what, what beef? What are you talking about? And it, and it was something to do with the Clippers and Ty Lue. And I'm like, what, are, what what's going on? So I look up HB Paradigm or whatever his name is. He like rips Ohm and ESPN and Ty Lue and the Clippers. Talks about how BJ Bickerstaff is a better coach and the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this is just a hype piece. And like is relentless on this Twitter about about this this article about what a great job Ty Lue has done. What's wrong with the hype piece? But also Ty Lue deserves a hype piece. We get no love on ESPN.com. Zero love. They never feature articles about the Clippers. They featured one article, and this dude had to get his panties up in a ruffle. And, of course, Clipper Nation on Twitter oh, went love him. after Love him. So he said some— Don't cross us. He said some quip or gripe about how Ohm is actually a really great writer, but not as great as Ty Lue at his job or— Christ at his job like and again I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm butchering this but he basically said there's Ohm right in this article and he's great at his job there's Ty coaching the Clippers and he's great at his job almost as good as Christ wait he brought up the Jesus Lord Christ the man from Galilee what is it his, his job was carpenter <laughs> the man We've from not... Galilee his job is carpenter <laughs> that's right I think actually his Jesus job was probably carpenter. a lousy carpenter jo- oh whoa oh Joseph his father great carpenter Oh, single you tier? Je- you don't think Jesus... No, I'm just scratching my temple. <laughs> I don't think it's Jesus... It's buggy. It's buggy think, out here tonight. I think you don't Jesus think Jesus was great. a good I carpenter? Think, I bet you Jesus was great at, like, walking on water, uh, oh making gosh, the blind think, to see. You think... I hot, think he was probably hot, not a great carpenter. Your hot take is that the Lord was a terrible carpenter. How many Bible verses is it about... And then Jesus put together a coffee table that was a million bucks. <laughs> And then Jesus made a rocking chair that really rocked. Oh my God! You don't read about it. But meanwhile, meanwhile, so so this turd bird bring the children unto me. Not bring the carpentry unto me. Brings the Lord Jesus Christ into yes into the debate somehow. I don't understand it because he's a jerk, (laughs) and I think he might be a Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. He also oh, said he's an boy. episode writer. And I'm like, bro, you're having an episode right now. An episode so I, I, writer? All I did was take that tweet that he said, and I just replied to it. And I said, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it's out there on Twitter, at LA Clipcast. Is, uh, I said, is this just like when Christ said, love thy neighbor unless he's the coach of the Clippers? That's all I said, okay? Not like, go suck an egg. You know? No, go, no insults. Go sit on it. I didn't no, say no anything insults. below the belt. Yeah. And then he blocked me, <laughs> which I loved, by the way. Success. Do you th- HB do you paradox? do you think that Clippers Twitter was wrecking him? So oh, I think hard he, I think he went he on a block everybody. party. I think he was like Hartenstein on a and Rocco and Zubats on a block party and just block 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 block. That was the other bummer tonight was that so many blocks led to incredible Denver baskets. <laughs> yes, we had amazing blocks that led to dunks yes. and threes and. We, yeah, bummer. And, 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 and sadly, like, Terrence Mann would grab an amazing offensive rebound and it would just would come to nothing. Let's talk about Jamal. His birthday. Jamal Crawford Happy announced birthday, Jamal on Crawford. his birthday, I believe 41 years young. And, and I have a theory about why he announced his retirement when he did. 
but Jamal Crawford had his 41st birthday. I believe it was 41, maybe even 42. But he's, he's definitely past 40. Because I know, because he actually scored, I want to say he scored 50 points at 40 years old for Phoenix. But regardless, so maybe he's 42. But he turned 42, and we wish him a happy birthday. He follows us on Twitter, no big deal. We follow Ooh. him. We called him Picasso. He's 42, by the way. Okay, thank you. We called him Picasso because as soon as he had the ball on his hands, the man became an artist. The hardwood was his canvas. We used to do a, a segment with him back when they let us in the locker room, paint a picture with Picasso. Yep. Stu was the nicest guy ever. One time I'm in the locker room. I'm in the middle of an interview. We're doing paint a picture with Picasso. Jamal says, all of a sudden, Chris Paul, somebody barks, players only meeting, players only meeting. Jamal's like, I'm sorry, guys. I, I got to do this players only meeting right now. And we're like, yeah, dude. What? No, absolutely. Thank you so Please much. Please don't apologize. Happy, happy birthday soon, maybe. Anyway, so he says I got to do this players only meeting. No problem. Thanks so much for talking to us. Leave the locker room. Walking back down the hall to the Chick Hearn press room, whatever. We call it the Clippers calf. Greatest sports bar in Los Angeles. Jamal Crawford literally runs through the hallway, grabs me by the shoulder. Hey, it was just a quick one. You want to finish that interview? Come on. Bro, you don't need to do that. You don't, you don't know what I You're a multi-millionaire basketball star, top two most prolific bench scorer in history. One of two guys to get the third, sixth man of the year ever. Two of them with the clips. You don't need to do that. The guy is the nicest guy. And I, I always say... Jamal Crawford's not just the nicest man in basketball, not just the nicest man in professional sports. He's one of the nicest men to walk this earth. So happy birthday, Jamal Crawford. He announces his retirement. Now, I have a theory why he announces retirement. 20 seasons, by the way. 20 seasons. So he went on TNT. Two, two, like three years ago, scored 51. 50 for Phoenix. Yeah. At 40. He was 40 years old when he did it. He went on TNT. It was Shaq, him, Dwayne Wade, I believe, and that guy who you don't like, not Ernie Johnson, who had the mock turtle on tonight. I don't know that guy. He's a jerk. Because I watch – this is the first time I have not watched a Clippers game on Valley Sports. Seams and the Czar. Oh, I got some great – I have some great Seams stuff to talk about off the air. Oh, secrets. Yeah. Apparently he went partying with the dean of sports – What's that guy? Fred, Fred Rogan. Rogan? I'm just kidding. I know you don't like that when I, when I talk about Fred Rogan. I got to talk to you about Brian Seaman off the air. Uh, anyway. So Jamal Crawford goes on TNT. It's Dwayne Wade, Shaq, the guy you don't like, and Crawford. Four of them. Crawford literally at halftime does his analysis and basically says to anyone listening, and that's the most watched show inside the NBA or whatever on TNT, is the most watched show in the league by far, by leaps and bounds. It's the most talked about NBA show. He said, I I'll still give you 20 in 20 minutes. I'll give you 20 points in 20 minutes. Whatever you need, just order it. And then Dwayne Wade was like, what did you just say? 20 and 20? Just order it like food. And like, and then Shaq was like, Isn't it so insane? I, and I, and, and I think another, no one called, and then another, he retired. Is there another NBA player that that had – it wasn't only him. It was also other NBA players tweeting and commenting and posting. Oh, yeah, Allen Iverson. Everywhere. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to oh, play. Oh, absolutely. I, I, thought, I thought you were talking about what Jamal Crawford said. 
No, yes. Other people have tweeted. Other people? Like, yes. what, what about you? Well, look at Boogie. Take look at Boogie. And he's not 42. This is his third team this season. He goes in for 10 days and then disappears. I love him. It is shocking to me that no one decided to give Jamal Crawford a 10-day contract this season, especially truly, with all the COVID nonsense. I, I was about to say, truly for us in those last couple of seasons, he underperformed in the postseason. Because of injuries. But 51 points in at 2019. 40. At 40. 2019 the, is not a long time for ago. For Phoenix, who's the number one team in the NBA. You couldn't take him on? Some veteran veteran minimum? I'm ten day contract. He literally said, "What do you need? Twenty points in twenty minutes." So I think that's why he just loves the game. He announced his retirement. It was literally only like a week or two later that he announced his retirement. I mean, I guess we're getting to the point where at this point, no one's going to be signing players outside of their roster. And, and also, no, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. Somebody I think somebody could get hurt, some, and somebody could get somebody signed. could be added. Yeah, like some guys, like because like remember when we added like. Um, Joaquin Noah, super late that one season. And then Danny Green, who kind of torched us tonight, we added relatively late. I remember several years back. So basically, you just say, it, but was, his, did, it was his birthday. Yeah, no, it was his birthday. 20 seasons, it was his birthday, and he went, you know what? And I'm 42 years old. I went on TNT and said, who needs 20 points in 20 minutes? And literally nobody, nobody said me. I'm good. And he doesn't need to go play overseas. He's got all the money in the world. I love him. I love him. Nicest guy in the world. Wish him nothing but respect. Easily. Nothing but happiness easily and love. Easily top 10 favorite Clipper all time for me. Of the years that we've been Clippers. 100%. Season ticket holders and, and, and they, fans. And they could retire his jersey. I just don't think. No, they won't. I don't think they will. There's not but any. they could. Re- there's literally not a reason to retire anyone's jersey pre the new stadium. I really don't no, think no, so. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Griffin. I don't think DeAndre Jordan. No, no, no. I, I don't think Ralph Lawler. I don't think any of these people get retired. No, no of course not. No, Too much no, time no, has passed. But if no, the no, stadium no, had no, opened no, no, this no, no, year, no, no, maybe. No, 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 no. But none of these guys no, no, get retired. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. You don't agree? Oh, my God. I completely disagree. I agree with what you said that nothing will happen. And I thought you were saying nothing will happen until the new stadium. No, no. Once we I, get the new stadium. I don't think they retire any single oh, player that did not play in that stadium. This is a I like this take. I don't like I don't I disagree with it, but I like it in that this is a hot take for me because you're saying we're going to move into that new stadium and we could retire a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard or a Reggie Jackson. But or, we are not who knows? retiring anything I pre think that. We will not with the maybe with the possible exception of Lawler, except keep in mind by the time we're in that stadium, we're five years removed from Lawler. Oh yeah. No, I I, I think I don't think anything gets I believe hundred percent in my bones that Blake Griffin's number will hang from the rafters the in England. Possible one exception is 32. Blake Griffin. The I I believe possible it one exception. With everything in did, my bones. But he wasn't even on the team when we made it into the I know, Western but Conference he Finals. was the reason for those that decade of decadence of the winning I know, seasons. But look he at was we, seven look of at those what years. We, look at what we experienced with your son tonight. Most, pe- most that's, beca- that's because most he, kids, as a baby, knew mo- Blake Griffin. Most young people watching basketball right now think of Blake Griffin as being like a busted bum who acted who acted <laughs> a like busted could, Brooklyn bum acted like you couldn't dunk until he got out of Detroit. Like I just think. I, I think I recency bias is real. No, I disagree. You know he's my favorite Clipper of I all know. time. I know. I know that. And I think you and I are going to go to his 
number retirement ceremony. Oh, at, I hope you're right. At the Intuit Dome. I hope you're right. That, but I, I, I don't think him and Law, him and Lawler are the only. We've you've you've said before like, oh, maybe DeAndre Jordan, and maybe Chris, Chris Paul, Paul and Lawler. Yeah, the yeah. only two possibilities in my mind are Blake Griffin and Ralph Lawler. I, but I, I think it's possible only Ralph Lawler. I, so I think I think it's possible neither. I I hear you, and I like this take. Because someone's getting retired eventually. There is no possible way it's Bob McAdoo. That ship had that clipper ship has Unless sailed. you're gonna do it isn't there who, who's the football is it I know the Cowboys do it. There's other teams that do it that have like their ring of fame. Yeah, because and they, they, they won the, a ton of championships. But they have all but they have but it's also thirty people around the ring because of those, the stadium. Because those people it's not, won them it's championships. It's not retired numbers. It's just oh, no, like those are great retired numbers, people. No. It's just great people. I don't oh. think it is retired numbers. It's great people. But when along it comes to retired numbers, but, and there's but, teams that have a lot of them. So I, I was told this: only in the NBA, there's only two teams that have not retired any number. Oh, this is fun. Who is it? Can you name them? Uh, you know I'm, one. I'll guess. You know one. The Clippers. There you go. You're the halfway other there. Is I'll give you a hint if you if you get it wrong. Is it? The Orlando Magic? No, it is not. So, your hint is arguably both teams could retire the same number. The Detroit Pistons? Toronto Raptors. Arguably they could retire Kawhi oh, Leonard. Oh, I got it, I got it. Arguably. Now I get it. Kawhi Leonard. Arguably they could. I, I don't think they do. They, no, they'll retire Kyle Lowry. I, I don't. I don't think you retire a number of a player that comes. I don't think that he won them their only Golden State would never retire Kevin Durant. Yeah, fair you enough. Retire a but, but they had already won. You re, but, in the past, but it has nothing to do with it. You retire a number of a player that means a lot to your franchise because they've been there for a lot of time. You don't just retire them because they came in and won. Well, I'll tell you something, Hank. You mean a lot to the franchise of Clipcast and the Clipper Nation. You've been here longer than just about anybody. Present company accepted. We are the longest-running Clippers podcast literally ever. Back when we started this show many, many moons ago, we're in our 10th season, there was just the Loaded Clip. The Loaded Clip was a Clippers podcast, which was great, hosted by Todd Berger and Jeff Grace. Now, these guys— I finally experienced them last season. Oh, they're great. Oh, we saw them in, we saw them in action. In action and, like, getting a, getting a fan thrown out. A Get, Lakers fan? Getting an L-word fan kicked out, out of a Western Conference Finals amazing. game. It was amazing. Suns versus Clips. These guys were great. They're show business guys. They're comedy guys. They're entertainers. They had a podcast right in the, in the, in the nascent stages of podcasting where they would get drunk and talk about like things like how to sneak down from the 300 section. <laughs> and, and it was a joke podcast. So when I started Clipcast 10 seasons ago, named it Clipcast Clippers Podcast, Clipcast. Oh my gosh, that's what it stands for? It's not PersPod. It's not PersPod. <laughs> so Clipcast, when I, began, when I began it, I said, well, let me, take a look at, let me take a listen to these other guys. And I said, oh, okay, well, I listened to their show, and one episode was about the San Antonio Spurs and it was game three of round one, and we had a big lead, and we ended up losing that game. And I listened to their podcast all about we were in the game, and we just knew we were never going to win this game, and we were just waiting for that lead to be blown. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it, the Clippers do it. And I said, okay, all right. We've had enough Clippers naysaying and negativity. Yeah, Let's do a positive Clippers podcast. Well, that was 10 seasons ago, and here we are. What a podcast. That might be my <laughs> spinoff. 
podcast. It's just about positivity. <laughs> Looking on the bright side, it is what it is, man. It was so long ago that when I asked you to be a part of it, I called it a blog. I didn't even know the term <laughs> podcast, Hank. And back then I called you Zubank. You looked at me like I was crazy. All right, so. Because no, there was no Zubots on the team. We're the longest running Clippers podcast. We've been at it the longest. We have the most fun doing it. So much you fun. will never turn on this show and think, well, it's just the Clippers being the Clippers. I remember last season in the Western Conference Finals when we ended up losing. And I was on this elevator down to the ground floor. I don't believe you were with me, but maybe you were. And somebody said, well, at the end of the day, it was just the Clippers being the Clippers. And I said, I disagree. Absolutely not. If it was the, quote, Clippers being the Clippers, we would have lost in round one. We never would have made the playoffs. We wouldn't be here. It was the Clippers at their first ever Western Conference Finals, their first ever Final Four berth, because we just keep getting better. Better, man. And we've been here for all of it, and we're not going anywhere our most listened to episode in the past two years was clippers first final four and i guarantee you that our most listened to episode of all time which by the way is when deandre jordan pulled all his nonsense remember when deandre jordan pulled all his nonsense and they went and they got chicken in texas yes well we got a ton of listens during all that crap that was our most listened to episode ever and i think our most listened to episode ever will be clippers are champions and you're going to hear it first it will be sooner as opposed to later clippers in the finals clippers in the finals in the nba finals i can clink and drink to that hank let's sound the celebratory clink (laughs) good times Hey, hey, it's a